make soothing Pepto-Bismol and feel good again. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show, 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman, and now, your host of this program. And now you say how grateful you are that our listeners took get the that time out. to check out I'm our Spud show tonight. But listen, they have so many other options. It's important we express how thankful we and, are. Yeah. And she is uh, Lori Madsen, our executive producer. You know, I am grateful, but I would prefer to verbalize it in my own manner if I could. We just started the damn show. And if you're going to like edit every word I say, then we're going to have problems here. I agreed to do this under duress, but I will not just be. I, I, there's just no way. I'm not going to be your little puppet spewing out canned Radio 101 crap. I, Too late, no. Or we should say to our wonderful listeners that tonight will be a learning experience for you. As the executive producer of the show, I do admit I really never trained you properly <laughs> on how to conduct yourself and what we need out of a host. But tonight... We'll start at the beginning on how to be a professional broadcaster. Some steps were skipped oh, in your okay. career, obviously, and now I'm taking the time to correct what should have been done years hey, ago. I, I Shut think, up. I think I've uh, not done too badly. I had my own nationally syndicated cable TV show for almost three years, and before that, I lasted many years on local cable TV in the Seattle area. I did this without your services, so let's set the record straight on that, please. Hey, that's a topic that can be discussed off the air later. Right now, we're doing a radio show, and you need to focus on our listeners like a laser and deliver to them the most entertaining program possible, given our or your current limitations. Why don't you uh, maybe tell a funny story and then play a song or something? Look, I'm not a trained monkey, okay? I will not tell a funny story on demand. I don't tell jokes. I can't sing or dance either. Everyone knows that. I'm a talk show host. Man, I never thought I'd miss that weak, temporary co-host you stuck me with, but I could sure use that dude right now. Well, Gerald Holcomb will be back next week, but it's essential that I sit in and do an on-the-job training session with you. I do apologize to our listeners tonight, but this is about the long-term well, good of this so, program. So oh, shut up. You're saying that you're willing to let this show suck just so you can sit here and micromanage me to death for the next 57 You've minutes. You've never been properly trained, and it's one show. In the big picture, it's well worth the sacrifice. Look, uh, well, I'm not going to let you wreck this thing. So I am going to give at least, at least, 
a 70% effort tonight to make sure it isn't too lame. I have no problem with lame. It's the essential ingredient of most successful shows in the mainstream of entertainment. And I do need to tell you that where the revenue streams are, you right now are writing down a tiny little creek, and I can get you and this show to the raging river of financial success. So listen right, oh, and learn. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't do either of those well, so i got to play some music right now, so just, just hold it down, all right? Okay, this song was recorded live in 1997, I believe, on my Fox Night Cable show. It features the highly talented entertainer, Mr. Bud E. Love, who I think was in town for a telethon or something back then. I forgot. Anyway, here is Bud E. Love. We played high, we played low. We played on all kinds of hallucinogens, <laughs> alcoholic beverages. We played for princes, queens, kings, popes, sodoms. <laughs> but unequivocally, and I mean this from the most sincere spot on my medallion, you are the finest audience we have ever played for. And you know what? I know you're sitting at home in your chairs watching the show, but I think you deserve a standing ovation. I think you should get out of your chairs right now and give yourselves a standing ovation. Thank you. Please don't stand. It's not necessary. It's such a thrill being a part of the Spud Goodman experience. The Spudster and the Budster. Does it rock any more than that? I can't think of it. Right now, we'd like to leave you with a song I wrote for Mr. Wayne Newton in 1963, and no better way to say thank you for being a part of the show than in the language of love, the language of German.
that the budster loves each and every single gosh darn one of you. Good night, folks. Oh, yeah! Goodman Radio Show. You are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, this is TJ Miller from uh, the hit HBO show Silicon Valley and the major motion picture Yogi Bear 3D. And uh, hopefully soon the Goreburger Show on HBO. So, uh, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy your day. Enjoy Spud. And uh, if you hear that in the background, it's Dutch. I'm in Belgium. Hey, I believe the guys at the soundboard are saying our first guest is now on the line holding. Yeah. You know, I really didn't expect to be your go-between on our celebrity interviews, but this is a training session. I don't know. Can one of the interns maybe handle this? Oh, so you want to sit here on the air with me, but you don't want to get your hands dirty with the help, huh? No. Nice. I was planning on just focusing on you and what steps are needed to improve your performance on the air. Doing these other duties is somewhat distracting. Well, then you shouldn't have told your lackey temporary co-host to not come in tonight. Well, I felt this session should be limited to just you. It's the priority right now, so do you want to speak with Jay Farrow now or what? Uh, yeah, and don't bother the interns, by the way. Yeah, put him on before he falls asleep or something. All right, okay, okay. Please welcome actor, comedian Jay Farrell to the show. How you doing, man? What's going on, brother? Not much, not much. <laughs> yeah, a little, little talk show here. Okay, you're going to be performing at the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be insane, man. I was there, uh, I came last year. I was at the other, um, I was at Santa stand up uh, I was at the other uh, place right and uh it was it was fun man I was at, yeah, it was really it was really fun man part of life is really dope it's dope man super and they uh, got good food man. yeah the food's the food's tasty uh all right well, <laughs> let, it's tasty you've had it before you yes, tasted it yeah it's quite tasty um but let me start with a little Jay Farrell this is your life all right okay you were born and raised in Chesapeake Virginia and is it true your first performance was at age six did you like do 45 minutes in an encore man Wikipedia be lying to folks man I ain't never performed at the age of six in no talent competition that was 16 man damn it was a great it was story totally though. Different. it was a great story yeah <laughs> now I wish I would have now I wish I wouldn't have corrected it you know I would have been a legend like even like people would have been like oh he's a legend but I was like nah dude I was 16 I wasn't six who does that I wasn't on star search yeah, was a little baby thing. God, I, was, I know. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, you, okay, you hit the stage at 16. So was it weird sharing your experiences on stage with your buddies in, in high school? Is they were probably dealing more with how crappy the food was in the lunchroom and maybe what teacher was having romantic relations with what student? I mean, you were living a different life than your buddies, right? It was actually about just current events and things of that sort. You know, it wasn't even, it wasn't even my, it wasn't even about, you know, school or nothing like that. It was more about, you know, what was happening, so who, what was happening around that time? Janet Jackson whipped the breast out, like it was stuff like that, Bill Clinton, 
you know, crocodile hunt and stuff like that, man. It wasn't even, <laughs> I didn't talk about the lunch table and none of that stuff, man. And my father used to, uh, he used to write my material for me, like when I was at age. And then he would just have me do the voices and all of that. So. Sweet. Well, success found you at a young age as you were cast at Saturday Night Live at what, age 23? Uh, Eddie Murphy was the youngest black guy on the show. He was, uh, he was 19 when he got it. I was the second youngest, 22. That's, and, uh, damn, that's, that's, now Pete Davidson is uh, Pete Davidson is 21 now, but he got it at 20. So, I mean, that is that's amazing. As you were the Bryce Harper of SNL during that period. Um, so, where does the train end? Starring in major motion pictures before you're 30, man. Then you can retire at say 40 and kick back for the rest of your life. You know, maybe do an occasional commercial overseas like Brad Pitt or George Clooney. But basically, you can just take five. I mean, I would love to. I would love to stop, but that's not in. That's not in my blood, man. So really? I'm probably gonna be like. I'm gonna be like Morgan Freeman. I'm gonna keep going to the end. Not to say that the end is coming up any soon, but I don't know. You see, Morgan Freeman. It don't look pretty. It don't look good. That's all I'm saying. It don't yeah. look good for the next couple of years. But you know, I'm. A, I think I'm gonna be one of those people that's gonna be working until I'm like 80. Look at Betty White, man. I'm figuring if Betty White don't quit and she's 92, why the hell should I quit it for it? And that's a good point, you know, because I'm an old dude and I'm not quitting, so that's a good good point. Let's deal with the U.S. Constitution for a moment. Officially, you only have like 18 more months left in office before you have to step down, per the 22nd Amendment that limits you and Barack Obama to two terms as the president. Are you hoping for a new amendment, maybe introduced by a GOP Congress, you know, that'll give you both another term? Man, I, I feel like that man needs to get as much rest as I think he needs a rest, man. I, I think he's been stressed out. I said, anytime your hair go from jet black to pisco in four years, you need to chill. He, the man's gray now, man. He, first, he used to look like Frankie Lyman. Now he looks like Morgan Freeman. So I think he needs a break. Yeah. So I'm not... I'm not hoping for uh, I'm not I'm not hoping for an extension. I think he's a dope president, but uh, hell yes. Uh, you know, all, all I gotta say is this: I, I, I'm tired. Uh, you know, and uh, I feel like uh, everybody needs to get up and back. I said the N word. I could say it because uh, I got black in me. You know, not not on no Duck Dynasty type stuff, baby. I can say it, and I can say it good. Thank you. You think he needs a chill? He can just. He needs to chill. He needs a vacation. I want to. I want to buy Barack a Hawaiian vacation. Now, I know he could probably get there for free, but I want to. I want to. I want to. You know, I want to sponsor it, just for me, just because I know he's just stressed out. That was the most stressful job in the world. Well, he has been good to you. I can understand that feeling. Uh, well, let's talk politics for a brief moment. Some on that darn internet have written that SNL this last season was a bit more conservative in its political satire with sketches. Have you noticed any movement on the show to take more shots at Obama? You know, or is it more like after six and a half years, even the best president in my lifetime can't wear a red no-contact jersey in comedy for a full eight years? I mean, it had to happen. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like people's creativity is people's creativity, and like just as far as just as far as uh, political satire or whatever. It's going to be what it is. The world changes. And uh, that's pretty much all you can say. Like, you know, I mean, the world is extra sensitive now. Yes. The world. Yes. Not, not just us. Everybody is. So you can't, I mean, tell. If you say one thing, if you express your opinion, one thing, and somebody takes it and puts it on Vine, now you got to be on CNN apologizing to five million people. So it's like, so I feel like 
I feel like the world in it in general has become uh, uh, overly sensitive. So I think it has, you know, it, it's definitely that's just how it is. Like that's the that's the day and age we're living in. You have everybody who wants to voice their opinion and um, feel some type of way about something. Whereas twenty, twenty five, uh, even ten, twelve years ago, it wasn't like that. You yes. have all of these different, you got all these different social um, avenues now where people feel like uh, people feel like everything that they say is important. So you know they're like, well, I got a I got a phone, so I have a voice. So, you know, everybody is, everybody's just overly sensitive. And, I mean, I feel like as comedians, I feel like we're kind of, we get kind of um, in a box because, you know, you're not being able to express exactly how you feel about things. But, I mean, this, this country was built on freedom of speech, right? You're supposed to be. Those, that's one of the amendments. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, it's kind of sad that we're in a, we're in a day and age where we can't do that. We're getting our natural rights taken away from us just because everybody wants to feel sensitive about whatever they feel sensitive about. And it's just, it's, I feel like, I personally feel like it's ridiculous. Like it gets on my nerves. Um, and I know a lot of, and I can speak for the, uh, the comedic community when I say, uh, I think, I really think we're tired of it. I mean, I've seen some of my friends get in the worst trouble by expressing their opinions. Now, now, some people have gone over the deep end. I'm not going to say any specific names right. as far as um, uh, mentioning certain things or uh, uh, talking about uh, harming um, other people when they're expressing their opinion. But I feel like if, it's, if you're not talking about harming anybody and you're just expressing your point of view, you should be able to, you should be allowed to say that. Like, it should be no problem. Uh, it should be no problem whatsoever because our job is to entertain and our job is to boggle your mind. That's what we're paid to do, you know? So it's like when you take that away from us, then what do we have left? Because, I mean, even in music, same thing with musicians. Musicians do the same thing, you know? They make a music to express themselves. We're not expressing you. We're expressing ourselves, and if you relate to it, then you know you're a fan. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Oh hell yeah! I mean, in in terms of comedy, I mean the PC uh, vibe is 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 threatening to smother you know comedy. So uh, I I totally yeah. hear what you're saying. Totally 100. percent I guess I should also state and and to conclude my little point about about President Obama away from comedy. I mean the man's getting carton, carpet bombed 24 seven. So I I was just speaking inside the business is really what I was saying. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, Jay, you do a state-of-the-art impression of Stephen A. Smith, a wordsmith of immense proportions. Has that ever given you an edge with the ladies? Because I would kill to be able to do a, a Stephen like you. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith? Yes. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is over 40, man. He's not. He's got one chick. His, his bachelor days are over. That's my friend. But he ain't a bachelor. He's a family man now, so no. Let me rephrase this again. Has your ability to do Stephen A. Smith, you are state of the, you have a state of, state of the art Stephen A. Smith, has that ever given you an edge with the ladies? Because, you know, that, that's oh, what I was wondering. No, no. <laughs> Never pulled that out at special times? Nah, man, not Stephen A. Smith. I might throw out, like, Denzel or something. Like, Denzel, Denzel definitely gets him. Like, that gets him hooked. And it's especially a fad uh, with the older ladies. They love me. Like, the, the Cougars and the Milfs, uh, they, they try to jump my bones. Oh, huh, but right. That's for the record. <laughs> All right, super. As far as, like, 
As far as like Stephen A. Smith, I've never got booty off of doing Stephen A. Smith. All right, all right. Well, I've tried, but all right. So you have a new movie. blasphemous. I'll tell you, you cannot say that, sir. I will never. If I use his voice right now, this isn't sexy. Me talking like this and explaining, overanalyzing, and you know the dutifacality of the situation when it comes down to the Popeye chicken, you know, you know, things like that. You know, I'm just, I'm just basically looking around and picking things up. You know, that's what I'm doing right now. That ain't gonna get you laid, man. But this is, all right, okay. You wanna give me some, huh? Okay, hi. Right. Well, I like how you look. You see, bam, it's totally different. See? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, but you're the professional, so of course. (laughs) All right, well, Jay, you have a new movie coming out soon. Get a job. Are you able to do movies while SNL is in production, or do you have to just squeeze them in only during the summer break? You know, it just depends on. It depends on what it is. Everything has to. Everything gets approved by the show because that's. I mean, that's home. You know, but uh, they. You know, I'll give you an example. When I did Ride Along with uh, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, you know, they approved that. They let me do that. So it's like, you know, they'll let you do other projects and stuff. They're just going to make sure that, you know, they keep their people protected. And, you know, it's a good look. They just want to make sure it's a good look for uh, your career. Spud, did you hear what Jay just said? Management at SNL protects their talent from making making bad yeah. career decisions. Your refusal to accept my directives regarding your off-air decisions is not a wise course of actions. Super talented performers like Jay Farrow and other SNL yeah, cast yeah, members, yeah. they get it. Yeah. If, if I was on Saturday Night Live, I would listen to every word that Lorne Michaels had to say. I highly respect Lorne Michaels. Lorne Michaels is the most successful producer in the field of comedy of all time. You, ma'am, are no Lorne Michaels. Oh, I understand how a small, marginally talented man on the downside of his career could be resistant to firm direction. But at the end of the day, I am the executive producer, and you're going to do what you are told. Or what? Or good luck finding another person named Spud Goodman to take over this show. Oh, I'm pretty sure we can change the name of the show. But just get back to the interview right now, okay? That's what I'm doing. Shh. Well, I'll hit you with my last question. It's uh, it's my money question. Uh, what's been your most memorable moment to this point uh, in the comedy biz? Trite, yes it is, but that's what I do. <laughs> most uh, memorable moment in the comedy biz in yeah. general? Or? Yeah, anything. Just pull out, can you pull out a story or anything? I think meeting, I think meeting Eddie Murphy uh, a oh, few months ago wow. was like the, the biggest, was the, one of the biggest things ever. And I was so I was so flabbergasted, man. I couldn't even I couldn't even say the man is my idol. I couldn't even say anything. I was I sounded I went Dominican for like at least twenty seconds. Like oh. the man turned me into a Dominican because I couldn't say anything. I sounded deaf. He was like, Hey man, I like you very funny. I impress, enjoy your impressions. I, I used to enjoy your Will Smith, man. Will Smith is amazing. You know, like, I don't know what to say. I can't say anything. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I can't say anything. You know, I can't say anything. He was like, yeah, that's good, man. I'm going to be having me a drink. I was like, no. But it was, it was fantastic. He, the man said he, was a, he said he was a fan, man. That really just made me feel like, oh, my idol's watching me. Great. That doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me. Uh, he's got to see a little bit of him in you. He has to. So, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a great story. All right, well, tell you what, I'll let you go. I know you got stuff to do. So I want to thank you very much for taking the time to call in tonight. Man, thanks for having me, man. Mr. Jay Farrell. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spire Goodman, Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty.
All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome the Jesus Rehab to the show. I will publicly out you two for the record. I am speaking, of course, with Jared and Dominic Cortez. And before we start this thing, I'm going to break some news here. Are you two now, or were you ever brothers? <laughs> um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, well, far I, away. I existed without him as a brother, but... I've always been his brother. Okay. Let sure. the record state that they answered yes. All right. As a two-person band that creates an energy source live as much as like a four- or five-person group, do you guys choose to maybe limit the band to just two, you know, two members for safety purposes any more than that? And on stage, when you perform, there might be an, an occasional you know, immediate human combustion at your show because rock is important but not worth a human life. <laughs> we actually used to have a couple more guys play with us, and I, I think it was more tame. So it became bigger as we got rid of people. Well, I like that idea. I'm very much into downsizing myself. I don't know if we meant to do that. But. Okay. Um, well, you state on your website that you two originally come from the planet Boonuffalo. Is there, is there other life on your planet, or are you uh, guys the only intelligent beings? Um, I would think I'll get in trouble. If I say the wrong thing. Again. Well, yeah, well, no. There's definitely, there's definitely some some intelligent life on Boonuffalo. Okay, that's good. That's for the record. Um, All right, super. Hopefully, some of it rubbed off on us. But right. I don't know. If we're, there's some deer. Fine. Deer. Okay. Large deer. Um, no elk. Caribou? No elk. Okay, all right. Very, um, very, well, very big deer, though. Big deer. Okay, yeah, there you go. Much bigger than we have here. All right. Well, on your last tour, you did the South by Southwest Festival. As Austin is like the real Alamo culturally in that state, did the did the natives there ask you how the rest of the country and the world was doing? Because, I mean, are, are the bars and clubs and university dorms away from the Capitol grounds under an internet and social media, you know, blocked by the state legislature? Because, you know, I'm sure they try to keep, keep them away from, like, I don't know, 21st century influences. <laughs> what do you think? How was it there? Uh, it's a pretty cool place. I don't remember anybody asking me about Seattle, but yeah, yeah. Not, not, we've been there for four four years in a row, I think, and I've never heard anybody ask us what what the rest of the country is like. But they get newspapers, and there is actually a live. Uh, there's internet there, right? Yeah, it's not blocked by. Okay, I'm just curious. All right, never mind. All right, well, so what's the name of the first song you guys are gonna do? Uh, this one's called "Chased by Crows." All right, let's do it. Being chased by crows and nobody knows whether we are dead or alive. I take it step by step, it in the nest on the heads of the living dead. We're being chased by crows and nobody knows whether we are dead or alive. I take it step by step, it in the nest on the heads of the living dead. The heads of the living dead. Think that 
The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Spud, your mother's on the phone. Now, I understand she's your mom, and my research indicates our listeners enjoy hearing from her on the air. But could you maybe speed her along to maybe 30 or 45 seconds? (laughs) That would be way better radio. That's going to happen. She knows she's probably the most popular thing on this show. And anyway, trying to get my mom off the phone is about as easy as smashing an atom. I mean, it can be done, but it takes such a massive amount of resources and effort. It's just easier to let her speak her mind. And that's why I'm here tonight, to try train you how to steer radio interviews in the direction we want rather than the caller. Uh, oh, yeah. shut up. Yeah, right. Well, well, so, somebody put my mom through, please. Mom, you there? Yes, I am. You know, I have been sort of listening to tonight's show off and on. Nice. I am doing my nails right now, and I heard your boss or whatever they say, he's trying to train you to be a better talk show host. 
does she know you've had a lot of difficulty being trained over the years? No, Mom. What happened when I was a kid is not relevant to my current career. I don't need to be trained anyway, as I'm already an excellent talk show host. Mrs. Goodman, I'm Lori Madsen, the executive producer of the show. How are you doing? I am doing fine. So, why are you such a B-word to the baby I almost started giving birth to? All I ever hear from him is how stressed he is from you ragging on him all the time. Well, I'm sorry you feel your son's being mistreated, but I can assure you that I have his and the show's best interest in mind with my directives. I don't know if you're aware of my background in broadcasting, Mrs. Goodman, but I've been quite successful in turning yeah, around many right. programs over turn, the years. Turn around. It should be pointed out once again that I've done pretty darn well in my career before you took over this operation. I don't want to brag, but, you know... Oh, I, but don't be foolish here. I had no idea she was successful in the radio business. You said she was a know-nothing moron, pretty much what yeah. you have said about all of your bosses. Ms. Matson, Spud has had trouble with authority figures since birth. That's, that's not true, Mom. Mrs. I... Goodman, I appreciate your words of support here, but it's been a major undertaking trying to whip this show into shape. Your son's passive aggressiveness has been very counterproductive to my efforts. You should know. He has had difficulty with training in all his phases of life, starting with potty training. I tried Mom. everything. And still, he would not buy into getting out of his diapers. By third grade, I think maybe the peer pressure got to him, and he finally quit wearing them. And those were the days when cloth diapers were the order of the day. I was always doing laundry Jesus. in those days. Mom, you're exaggerating. I remember quitting the diaper thing in the second grade, right before the school year was over. Because, that, that, man, that summer was really hot. I remember it well. You know, it was just time. It was just time That to do really it. does give me some insight into his behavior under my supervision. And later, he failed driver's training three times. His late father just gave up trying to teach him to drive. He finally got his license at 23. Uh, 22, Mom. Hey, Miss Mrs. Goodman, would you be up for doing lunch sometime soon? You would be so helpful in providing further background information on your son's development. It could greatly assist in my efforts at making him the best talk show host he can be. Oh, sure. I'm available most days, except on Wednesdays when I play Frisbee golf with some of my girlfriends. The weather is so nice these days. I'll call you. Why don't you email me your number? We really should be going now, though, Mrs. Yeah, Goodman. Mom, we'll I'll talk, talk to you that. soon. And yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, and Spud, will you please remember to take out my recycling this weekend? You have forgotten the last okay. two weeks. Okay, okay, Mom. All right. I love you. Bye. Goodbye, sweetheart. Love you, too. Okay, Spud, this is when you try to reconnect with the audience as it's the midpoint of the program. Yeah, I'm aware it's the midpoint That's of the, the key, make an emotional connection with each and every listener. The hope is that you, as a better trained host, more people may be tuning in. Yeah, okay, I okay. won't know until tomorrow when I can review the numbers, but I feel you're delivering a better product right now from when the show first started, How? and you yeah. will continue <laughs> to learn Listen, and improve. I Shut just the f*** up, Donnie. I just think you're high. I guess that's basically but how I But I feel. think it would be more wise to reintroduce yourself to the listeners who may be just tuned in. They may be experiencing some initial discomfort after hearing a few minutes of your persona. Yeah, this is okay. when you need to turn on the charm and win them over. 
Can you say something witty or maybe tell an interesting story No, now? I'm not feeling it. Can I just move on here and do my job? We have another guest to bring on, and if my regular temporary co-host Gerald was here, he at least would be managing the phones to see if our guest was on the line. Well, I can certainly do that, but should I ask one of the interns to find out? No, that's kind of your job if you're going to sit in here with me. Y- you can train me all you want, but you still have to handle some basic duties, as I can't do everything. All right, well, let me check and see if we have a guest on the line. Uh, okay, yes, our next guest, Josh Blue, is holding and ready to go. Now, was that really that draining? I mean, letting me know the guest is on the line, pretty darn easy. Well, I'm glad to help out if, if needed, but again, my efforts here are directed at you and your other amateur on-air presence. There's so many things for me to clean okay, up here. Okay, you know, if I was such a disaster, I never would have lasted this many years without you looking over my shoulder. I think, I, I don't want to get back into Good that. Good call, yo. Yeah, don't forget to ask Josh about how it felt to win Last Comic Standing on NBC a few years ago. People love yeah, him. I'm aware of that, and there's no need to get involved with my conversation with Josh. Just put him on right now, please. Okay, I just want you to know that I'm here if you need any ideas or better, more entertaining well, questions. Won't, won't need the help. Just put him through. All right, please welcome comedian Josh Blue to the show. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing great, brother. Thank you. We're super. Well, okay, you're going to be appearing at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Yeah, man, they're looking to cripple down to the bone over there. Evidently. Dang. <laughs> uh, it's great, man. I love it. I love telling jokes, you know. Uh, Tacoma is actually one of the first, uh, is the first club I performed in ever. Wow! So, uh, I was going. I was going to school at Evergreen, and uh, I went up to uh, down to Tacoma for for my first show. It's kind of cool. Very cool. All right. Well, you're a former winner of Last Comic Standing on NBC in 2006. You know, we've had many contestants from that show on our program, but mostly like the second or third runner-ups. Maybe besides John Reap, who won the year after you. He was a great guest, by the way. So looking back, was yeah, winning. Awesome. Yeah. Well, so looking back, I got to ask you this: Was winning better than losing? Uh, was it good for you, or was it like the Sports Illustrated cover jinx? Uh, you know, man, it was awesome. You know, uh, I got to be on national TV 15 weeks in a row and uh, make people laugh. Uh, you can't get much better than that. And then after that, it's been uh, awesome. You know, I do close to 200 shows a year on the road, and uh, I love telling jokes, man. Wow. So people it's... need to laugh. Been good for you. All right. Um, well, you are Josh. You incorporate uh, into your comedy the day-to-day issues of having cerebral palsy, correct? Yeah, and that's definitely a good thing to get out of the way early in the radio interview. Otherwise, your listeners are like, "Man, this guy is wasted." Well, possibly. Although, yeah, my listeners could be also, and they might, it might just blow right by them. But uh, I, I got to tell you, it's pretty funny well, stuff. I am, I am wasted, but. Okay, all right, all right, that's for the record. Uh, but it's funny stuff, and I, I, I got I wanted to say this. You really don't have to worry much, though, about other comics stealing your material, right? That's right, man. If, if you ever see Carlos Mencia, terrible palsy, you know where he got it from. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah. Uh, Touche. All right. Um, hey, you had a recent special <laughs> on Showtime that is now available to, to view on Netflix, Sticky Change. Now, among other topics you yep. cover is a feeling that, like, maybe you're a white African-American. When did you first sense this? As I've often felt quite Ecuadorian at times. 
Yeah, you know, man, I was actually born in uh, Africa, so technically that does make me African American. It does. Uh, you know, I'm proud of my uh, heritage. I'm a proud white African American. There you go. Uh, has it had any, uh, or has it posed any interesting uh, scenarios for you in life to this point? Yeah, you know, the usual getting pulled over for no reason. Right, got that. That's, yeah. a, That's a given. Yeah. Right. Um, no, man, you know, I got into college earlier because I, you know, cerebral palsy and African-American. I look good on paper. All right, all right. Sure. Super. Um well, Josh, what's your take on? I got. I wanted to ask you this. What's your take on Crocs? Because they're, of course, of course, a highly disrespected foot accessory. Is this a rejection by some segments of society, misplaced this this anger towards it, or or, or is it on the money? And should they be banned forever? I mean, you have a right to look however ridiculous you want to look. That's your prerogative. Uh, you know, I'm not going to stop anyone from wearing a stupid shoe if they want to wear a stupid shoe. Uh, you know, you couldn't pay me to wear one, but I think I you, you I could you nailed it. I think you nailed it. I think you you tossed in your your judgment, and I think you're on the nay side on that. And I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So I just wanted to get that out. All right. I mean, who am I to judge, really? Well, I'll judge I'm, for both uh, of us. I can't okay, stand them. I can't freaking stand them. So I just wanted to get that out. I just I feel better. I just feel better for saying it. So anyway. Well, good man. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Whoa. Do you realize how many millions of people in this country you just offended with that statement, Spud? Crocs are a beloved shoe for so many people. People who might be listening right now, and we maybe have lost them forever with that harsh rhetoric. Hello. Look, I I flippin' hate Crocs. That's just how I feel deep down in my soul. I had to get that off my chest, as those pieces of crap sort of shoes have been bugging me for years. I I just couldn't take it any longer. Well, who made you the all-powerful shoe judge? I happen to love my Crocs. I think I have, I don't know, four or five pair in all colors. They're a really fun shoe to wear. You really want to share that over the air right now? Listen, I and all the other croc lovers listening, those who have already tuned in, I hope they haven't tuned out. Just say you're sorry. No, no freaking way. A simple I'm sorry. Oh, okay, um, I, will, you know, I will issue a formal apology on our website when we're off the air. Now just get back to Josh, please. Yeah, gladly. Now hopefully Josh didn't hear this. Next time you want to pipe in, lower your voice. What, what comedian has had the most impact on your career to this point? Anyone in particular? Uh, you know, when I was first starting out, it was Chris Rock, a huge influence of mine. I think he's amazing. He's one of those people that the stuff he says is very raw and real, and uh, the stuff that he says shouldn't be funny, you know? Right. If anyone else said what he says, it would be racist and horrible, but... The way he puts it, it's uh, educational and uh, enlightening. Right. And then uh, I've been doing a bunch of shows recently with uh, Dave Chappelle. And uh, that guy is probably the best comic of our generation. Um, just an amazing force of humor. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's quite the enigma. I mean, he... he his... Uh, his career choices have been so interesting. I, I, I just respect the hell out of him. Uh, he, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's just a fascinating man, totally. So how's that been? How's that been touring with Dave Chappelle? Yeah, you know, I've probably done close to fifty shows with him over the last eight, nine years. Uh, just one of those people that 
uh, any chance you get to be by him, uh, it's an amazing experience. He's one of the most humble people I know. Um, and just very, he's got the gift, man. He's got the definite gift. And to say that he's my friend is a pretty cool feeling. Uh, just to know that, you know, he respects my work enough that he loves having me open for him, you know? Wow. You know, you're on that list, and there's many others. I, w- I won't get into it at this oh, point. Tons. Yes, yeah. there are. All right. Well, let me get let me uh, let me close this thing on this thing. Here we go. Um. So, all right, Josh, you're going to be appearing at the Tacoma Comedy Club once again tonight, and with two shows tomorrow and Saturday at 7:30 and 10:30 p.m., and one more show on Sunday at 7:30. I just really want to thank you so much for calling in. Oh, my pleasure, man. This is the best make a wish ever. All right. Mr. Josh Blue. You know what's crazy about having a disability? I always have to deal with like uh, condescending people. Like people come up to me like this. Hi. (laughs) Buddy. How are you? I'm like, takes him for a loop. (laughs) What the hell did he just say? (laughs) That joke's not only funny, but it's also true. (laughs) Hello, this is Tom Green, and you're listening to The Goodman Show. Spud Goodman, he is a good man. Spud is a good man. Listen to his show. He is a good man. All right, once again, the Jesus Rehab.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. Okay, our last guest, Ted Mars, now holding. Isn't yeah. he the guy that does this out of the world segment with you? He talks to deceased and with aliens? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. And I really enjoy speaking with Ted. Can, can you do the plug for a show, though, before I get going here? You I, mean read yeah, this you now it. on the air? Yeah, you do it. Okay. Ted Mars Show, Out of This World, can be found on KKNW 1150 AM in Seattle on Fridays, 2 to 4 p.m. on the West Coast. Wow, you can actually handle reading copy. That's Good call, yo. Okay, so now just, just keep quiet as I didn't want any interruptions, okay, when I'm speaking with him. Uh, I, just, I just don't want to be bothered. It's, it's, it's a very intense experience for me. Who knows what famous dead person he's going to tell me about tonight. Well, don't bring up Adolf Hitler again this week. Our research indicates female <sighs> listeners don't enjoy references that involve him. He remains very unpopular and may have the all-time lowest Q score listed. Yeah, I'm aware of the guy, okay? I watch the History Channel from time to time. Just put on Ted, please. All right, they're putting him through... All right, it's time again for our Out of This World segment with Ted Marr. Uh, are you on the line, Ted? Yes, I sure am. I sure am. Super. Um, so let's start this thing off uh, with your communication abilities uh, with aliens from other galaxies. You have that ability, correct? Yes, I've been in touch with them now for about a year. Wow, super. Uh, so we're in essence the playthings or toys of other civilizations from distant planets? <laughs> Well, let me answer that very briefly. There's two main groups of, of alien extraterrestrials who visit planet Earth. One's called the Galactic Alliance, 
which are very benevolent, and they're here to help us. They're just like us. Um, we, we're actually seeded from their genetic stock. And humans live many, many, many other, um, other planets in this, in this Milky Way galaxy. The other group of entities, extraterrestrials who visit us, are what I call the bad boys of the universe. They are called the, roughly called the reptilians. There's a subspecies of them called the greys, which they control. Mm-hmm. And their entire civilization, believe it or not, Spud, is based on negativity. The more wars we have on this planet, the more hatred, the more fighting. They, that's how they feed themselves. They feed off negative energy. They must be full right and now. They're <laughs> very full. And, and um, one of the problems with the reptilians is that they, they look at humanity as a resource base, and they look at both our natural resources they like. They like our gold and rare earth minerals, and they also like our DNA as, as well, because one of their clone species called the greys is, is suffering from a disease called progenesis in which they're slowly dying. They, they, have a, um, if, if they, they don't reproduce themselves naturally like we do. They instead copy themselves. They clone themselves over and over and over again. And one of the problems when you, when you have a species like that that engages in cloning constantly is that their DNA breaks down. Well, they've, they, they started, um, thanks to this illegal agreement that uh, President Eisenhower signed with the reptilians in 1954, they have since that time started on the hybridization program between the gray reptilians, um, the, the grays, and our Earth species my, my in order is, to... My head is hurting, Ted. I, this is so much. Um, can I can I say this? All I want to say really is, um, don't confirm. Please don't confirm that L. Ron Hubbard was right about everything, and now we need to start going to see Tom Cruise movies again. I mean, I'm gonna rather jump off the space needle. I, are you telling me L. Ron Hubbard was right about everything? <laughs> well, I haven't followed L. Ron Hubbard as closely, perhaps as I should. But I can I can tell you this is that um, even though I speak about these things, you know, and it may seem sort of um, out of this world, yes. we do have a bright future ahead of us. Absolutely. And and this is just for educational purposes only, the, the, because the future for our children and our children's children is extremely bright on this planet, and we have nothing to fear for the future. So they're, okay, they're not going to invade and take over any time in the next couple months at least, because I, I want to have that, a great summer this year. That, that, simply does, <laughs> that simply doesn't happen in this part of the universe, in this galaxy. Right. Instead, what they do, they work with world leaders. The reptilians already have co-opted many of our world leaders. Um, but uh, things are changing, and I think um, eventually, in a short, relatively short time, the reptilians will be kicked out, and we will become the truly benevolent, uh, spiritually advanced um, um, human beings that we are. Wow, that's a major super. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I, w- I want to tell you, this is, again just been a fascinating conversation i just i love talking with you so thanks again for calling in with tonight's out of this world segment mr ted marr thank you this is john michaels with lesson number three on broadcast speech Ask, repeat it after me each time. Ask, rascal, basket, stand, rather, pass, grass, ant, casket, mass, and half, past, staff, castle. Let's go through list number seven. Repeat each word after me carefully and deliberately. Any, bed, dress, get, guess, help, let, men, said, them, beg, get, hen, keg, leg, met. Repeat after me. Bag, 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 pack, pack, shell. The Spud Goodman Show. Some people like it. 
Well, now we're in the home stretch, Spud. Yeah. All you have to do is close this program with a solid performance, pull out the old charm skills or whatever you have to draw on. It's the old axiom in the entertainment industry, and yes, yeah. even doing a small radio show like this would qualify as being officially within the entertainment industry. So while I'm all wrapping things up, you need to leave them wanting more the next time they tune yeah. in next week. Are you done? I've been doing Shut the up. Spud Goodman show in some form since 1985. I think I have a firm grasp on how to end the show, so you can probably leave now is this training sessions over right not until the over. engineer says we're off the air right now we're on the five yard line spud and i'm not going to leave my post till we cross that goal line spud a good trainer won't ever give up the good fight until the battle is over and i'm in it to win it yeah teaching subordinates new skills look can be, i'm sort of trained like, out here no my brain can't handle any more training and this is never going to happen again on my show i can tell you that it remains to be seen if what I have tried to teach you tonight will be retained on your part, I learned in an executive business seminar, it's like muscle memory in sports. It takes like a thousand reps becomes, before it becomes second nature. Look, I'm too old for more than maybe a dozen reps. I just forget that stuff anyway. Selective memory with problem employees is something they did cover at that business seminar. A good manager just needs to be willing to consistently remind the not-so-gifted mentally hey, of what that. is appropriate course of action. You know, I would appreciate it if you could just like zip it now as I'm, I'm going to sign off. Hey, why don't you just like go grab a handful of that trail mix over there on the table? Yeah, right over there. And I want maybe chew thoroughly and I can knock this thing out. There will be no eating while anyone on this show is still on the air. That's a major faux pas broadcast. Well, really? Because I usually have like a sandwich, chips, and a cookie each show. And I pack a snack too for the second half hour but tonight i left that stuff at home you know an hour's a long time to just sit around here you know that's not gonna happen on my watch yeah. i can tell you that i am spud goodman be all that you can be and i mean that god bless and shout once again here are the jesus rehab a simple thank you to me would have at the trainer co-host would have been a nice gesture Listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.
hour of the best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, 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 everybody. My name is Lawrence, and I'm going to be your host on the Post Show Report for this evening. And with me tonight, we have our executive producer, Lauren Madsen. Hello, Ms. Madsen. Hello, Lawrence, and hello to all of our listeners who have stayed with us after 60 minutes of Spud Goodman. You have no idea how much of an awe I am that you're still tuned in. All I can say is, executive producer is he is a work in progress, and I'm committed to writing the ship or more specifically, his on-air presence. Just super, give me a bit super. more time, and and I'm going to make sure our program will not be such a challenge to get through it as, as it is currently. Well, let me ask you, should I also introduce our highlight guy, Derek, here? You know, um, I'm thinking he's kind of expecting us to. Okay, really know? only essential personnel needs a formal introduction. Wait, what? Oh. No, I am for sure essential personnel. Without my highlights, there would be no post-show report, just uh, to set the record straight. Derek, let's be honest here. An intern or even someone off the street could introduce an audio clip, especially with a celebrity guest. Just say the name of the famous person and it's gold. I feel you might be overestimating your skill set, Derek. Super. Well, I guess we'll find out if I should choose to call in sick for a few weeks, right? Uh, yeah, just need to keep our intern Trent on notice, so I guess feel free to do your little sick out if you well, feel the I, need. I mean, I, I didn't say I would actually do it. I mean, I'll be here next week and every week we are on the air. I mean, I was just saying sometimes people don't appreciate someone until they're gone. Okay, if you die, I'll let you know. Now, Lawrence, you do understand I will be training you also on tonight's show. I'm here, and after dealing with Sped for an hour... On the first show, I might as well clean up a few things on this show, too. Right now, let's just introduce the panel, and I'll jump in when the need arises. Okay, I, I can do that. All right. Okay, so on the soundboard, once again, we have Dave doing his thing. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Good evening, Lawrence. And it is a pleasure to be here with our esteemed producer, Ms. Lori Madsen. All of us who enjoy working on the show are glad to have her here in the studio along with us. You really laid it on there, Have some respect, man. All right. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Thank you, David. Wow, wow. Mike, let's see what you got. Hey, Mike, how are you doing tonight? We appreciate you. I'm doing great, guys. And yeah, thanks, Lori. It is a pleasure to finally meet you yes it's a pleasure to meet you mike you do a great job we also have our two interns here from pierce college you know and they're with us tonight but you know i gotta say this i gotta make an announcement you two did successfully graduate from college this month so so congratulations to both anna and trent congratulations Wow, nice. Nicely done. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Okay, that's enough of the chit-chat. Now let's get the show started with some music. Is that what is is on the schedule? The schedule is your driver. Never lose focus on the schedule. All right, yes, ma'am. So the first song we're going to play tonight is Todd Snyder's Tension from his Storyteller album. Then after that, we have the Northwest Band, Radio On, and their song, which celebrates the late, great Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Doc Ellis, who actually threw a no-hitter on 6-12-1970 while under the influence of LSD. Wow. It's titled Electric No-No. But we're going to start off here with Todd Snyder. This one goes like this. Electric 
Tension. Tension. Tension is all that I know. I've got tension in my health food. Got tension in my exercise. I got tension that it's everywhere that I go. After the bad guy killed off all the underdeveloped characters, the good guy put a bullet right through his head. And the screenwriter stood up and he told us that all the loose ends had been tied. He said, justice is irrelevant. Violent problems need violent solutions. Because in America, we like our bad guys dead. Preferably after some kind of kick-ass car chase or something. Tension, tension, tension is all that I know. I got tension now in traffic. I got tension in my office. I've got tension and it's everywhere that I go. Oh. Well, they roped off all of my problems and they pointed their fingers at drug addiction. I think it's because they know if you're the one doing the pointing, nobody's looking at you. But you know this war on drugs is funded by a tobacco and alcohol commission. It's not really what drugs that you're strung out on they care about so much as whose. People still dig drugs. Shit. I live in East Nashville. Smells like a skunk farm over there. Tension. Tension. Tension is all that I know. Oh, I got tension in my courthouse. Tension in my White House. I've got tension and it's everywhere that I go. rock and roll first came around seemed like preachers all went crazy pretty soon though that wasn't enough to get anybody in the door so now they jump on just about any scandal that they have to to try and save me because they know that I don't buy that bullshit about the devil's music anymore <laughs> gay people getting married That's what scares people that don't have shit all else to be scared of these days. Tension, tension, tension is all that I know. I got tension in my traffic, got tension in my office, I've got tension in it's everywhere that I go. I go, yeah, I go.
this is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. Tonight in the studio, we got the Jesus Rehab. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Nice, nice. Now, now I'm looking at you guys. I know you spent some time in rehab and all that, but... You know, uh, did you guys spend any time in lockup? That's what I really want to know, because you just cut by the looks of you guys. Maybe you only did a weekend stint, huh? Uh, no lockup for us. Probably should have on some uh, in some uh, situations, but luckily we were able to uh, avoid that. Oh, well, that's good. Well, rehab's kind of like a lockup of sorts, I suppose, yeah? Hey, but now, now, from what I heard from Spud, you know, some of your live shows, they're, they're pretty remarkable, they're pretty memorable and all that stuff, but... There's only two of you I see here. Now, so does ever get to the point where you're going to point the finger at one another? Because, you know, you only got one vote on who you're going to blame. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's, am I allowed to cuss on, on the radio here? Okay. Uh, so, actually, it's funny you say that because one of our favorite stories of our friends, and he reminds us of this every time, is we were playing a show in Seattle, and um, I was playing the opening, opening line by myself, uh, one of those songs, and Dominic whispers behind me while I'm playing, dude, I think you're out of tune. Like, I could do something about it at that time. So, of course, you know, it's your brother. You don't have that, like, kind of, like, uh, veil in between where, where, like, you have to, like, okay, don't yell at this person or embarrass them. So I turn around while I'm playing, and I'm like, shut the f*** up and play the drums. <laughs> And apparently everybody in the front row heard, even though I didn't really realize that was going to happen, because our buddy's like, shut the f*** up, Jared. Like, They're still talking about that to this day, I'm betting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see that. So that was a classic brother moment. <laughs> nice. Brothers would be brothers there. Now, now, when you guys tour, though, dude, this one of you guys have veto power over the other one, you want to choose, like, a fast food restaurant? Um... Well, neither of us have much money, so that usually dictates where we uh, where we go and eat. Oh so, yeah. So we try to load up on groceries, um, you know, like uh, sunflower seeds and uh, things that'll last. You know, kind of give you something in your gut. Yeah, maybe you have to split a sunflower seed <laughs> on hot times. If we want to splurge, if we want to splurge, we'll go to some fast food restaurants. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> living large is fast food there. But how about this? Do you guys have any really annoying ch- uh, habits that's going to challenge the patience of one of the two of you? You know what I'm saying? Because when I was in lockup, my bunkmate, oh, man, you got to be careful because you get the wrong guy with wrong habits and sharing an 8 by 12. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. You're asking all the tough questions. I've never been asked this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's what I bring with me. I don't know, super, Dom, super. I, do I know you at all? At all? No. 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 I mean, I'm pretty used to it. I mean, it's been... In 28 years, so we, we kind of worked all that out. For, but but there but there are definitely times. Um, Tuesdays Tuesdays are tough days. <laughs> Tuesdays Tuesdays tough days. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we get back to a tune here? What's the name of the last song you're gonna play for us tonight? Uh, this one is called Cannonball. All right, the Jesus Rehab. Thank you. 
Pick up the telephone Cause my time is done And I'm coming home Mr. President Getting on an aeroplane Getting on an aeroplane Well, I might just be Oh, Mr. President
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Derek, you know, no pressure, nothing like this, but this is your shot. We got Ms. Madsen here. Trust me, I don't feel any pressure at all. Yeah, uh, this is no. this is where I really shine, and Lori, I, I'm glad you're here, because I think yeah, I think you, you can you I think you can see that I really shine in these moments, and maybe my talents are just being You better start being walking wasted. the walk. You're just talking mm-hmm. the talk right now. Let's see what you got. All right, so in our first clip of the night, we've got Jay Farrow talking about doing a very nice thing for our stressed-out commander-in-chief and liking to sponsor a vacation for him. Let's deal with the U.S. Constitution for a moment. Officially, you only have like 18 more months left in office before you have to step down per the 22nd Amendment that limits you and Barack Obama to two terms as the president. Are you hoping for a new amendment, maybe introduced by a GOP Congress, you know, that'll give you both another term? Man, I, I feel like that man needs to get as much rest as I think he needs a rest, man. I, I think he's been stressed out. I said, anytime your hair go from jet black to Pisco in four years, you need to chill. He... The man gray now, man. He first he used to look like Frankie Lyman. Now he looks like Morgan Freeman. So I think he needs a break. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not hoping for uh, I'm not I'm not hoping for an extension. I think he's a dope president. But uh, hell yes. Uh, you know, all, all I gotta say is this: I, I, I'm tired. Uh, you know, and uh, I feel like uh, everybody needs to get off my back. I said the N word. I could say it because uh, I got black in me. You know, not not on no Duck Dynasty type stuff, baby. I can say it. And I can say it good. Thank you. You see? He needs a chill. He can just, he needs to chill. He needs a vacation. I want to, I want to buy Barack a Hawaiian vacation. Now, I know he could probably get there for free, but I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to sponsor it just for me, just because I know he's just stressed out. That's the most stressful job in the world. Well, he has been good to you. I can understand that feeling. Thank uh, you. You know, uh, that that that's kind of nice of him running sponsored yeah. that'd, be, that'd be really cool and i mean like he said you know he can probably get a free vacation but you know maybe we can like get a kickstarter going or something and oh, you know yeah. s- like throw in a like a parasailing like a part of the trip or something oh yeah like an excursion on a that's how they get you on those vacations like man that? like you go on the actual vacation and it's cheap but then like all the stuff you want to do that's where they charge you and then there's the that breakfast they try to give you yeah maybe and we can get him breakfast sell you a condo can you think we'd get her by my condo uh, well, you know what? Why don't we think about that here? We're gonna toss a couple. We're gonna go to a couple songs here. We got uh, some more music here with early, really early Elvis Costello. It's a studio demo here, take of a uh, radio soul. That's back from 1975. And after that, we've got Northwest band Furniture Girls with Lily off the current current album here, Chaos. Do we- 
because it's old When a voice inside said, are you a believer? This is your radio soul Radio soul It's a sound salvation That now the airwaves scream across the nation Don't get confused by the rhythm and blues And go to the rock and roll It's an all day, all night, all right station I believe in the radio soul Young girl dressed up, looks so pretty in her Dancing shoes and her fancy skirt But when they play them sad old songs She really, really hurt Like <laughs> wiser Broken jukebox, crooked lukewarm night But I would follow in the shuffle of sand And the wind don't chill, it sort of creep up and bite you When you least of all I wanted around A newspaper talking about losers and winners So I don't talk at all The TV's trying to fool us with the treaties and the sinners So I know who I will call
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. This might be an appropriate time to jump in as tonight is a training opportunity for all involved here in the studio. My goal is to speed up the learning curve and make this a professionally produced program. I've just completed our mission statement, and this might be a good time to read it to everyone. But I know Spud's driving home now, and I know for a fact he still listens to the second hour on TuneIn because he's so worried about getting trashed on the air. Okay, so here it goes. Okay, all right, (coughs) super. All right. The mission statement of the Spud Goodman Show is we will at all times strive to be the very best we can be and never settle for mediocrity and not being willing to accept anything less than 110% effort. Okay, it's short and sweet, don't you think? But I feel if followed with commitment, it will take us to the next level. Super, super. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think so. Yeah, I guess. Good. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the music. Hopefully Spud picks something with a little melody or something. He chooses the music on this show, this hour too, right? Yes. Might be something we can take another look at at our next staff meeting. All right. Okay. Well, first up we have the Northwest Band, The Plastids, who have performed here on Spud's show on two occasions. This song here is called Old Growth. And after The Plastids, we have a blast from the past, special ed with... I'm the Magnificent. i 
I'm the magnificent with the sensational style And I could go on and on for like a mile a minute Cause I get in it like a car and drive And if the record is a smash I can still survive Cause I'm the man of steel on the wheel that you're steering Or rather playing on the record that you're hearing You might not understand what I'm saying at first So action love, put it in reverse I'm just conversing with your person, this is just a conversation I'm special ed with a special presentation Hey, I like the place, so for me it's recreation It's not just a job, it's an adventure If worse comes to worse, I've got the thirst quencher But you gotta buy it, don't even try it I don't rhyme for free, no matter how dry it gets I collect my money and sex Once before the show and again when I jet So I get mine and I'ma get more Cause I'm financially secure and I'm sure So I don't need your tips or advice Cause I'm too nice for that to rap I can't stand mice I'm like a cat, kinda frisky Battling this risky business You might acquire dizziness Just like whiskey Isn't this enough? Oh, you think you're tough? Cookie? I think you better call your bookie Cause you can bet your life that I'ma play you like hooky On a Friday This is my day When I was through I heard you say why they Diss me like that I should've repented. Somebody should've said the special ed was the magnificent. I'm the magnificent. I'm the magnificent, dynamite, super dope, out of sight. Special ed with my trusty pal Action love that rope we shout Continue to win you, yet this is not a game But I'ma play you if you say you claim to be better I hate rumors, I get tumors and I jammies Get Grammys, and yet I'm not an actor It's just a factor that we're famous So don't blame us for nothing Action love is cutting, I'm on the rhyme Skin your teeth and it's your beef that I grind Like a butcher, I put you on a table And let my DJ cut you, but you're such a little sucker I might not even touch you I bet you what you want is just attention Your mother and your father should have used some prevention Look at all the time and the money they spent And now you want to die against I the Magnificent I the Magnificent With a sensational style And I could go on and on for like a mile a minute Cause I get in it like a car and drive And if the record is a smash I could still survive Cause I'm the man of steel On the wheel that you're steering Or rather playing on the record that you're hearing You might not understand what I'm saying at first So action love, put it in reverse I'm the Magnificent the Magnificent
I'm the magnificent. I'm the magnificent. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And Ms. Madsen, let me say this. You know, Derek's going to give it another shot to try to impress you, but we'll have to see, huh? Yeah, we'll have to why do see. You always, why do you always got to say try? You, well, you say try like I'm not going to impress. Well, let's see what you got then. Yeah, you let's see money. what you got you there, you got Derek. Dust off the, uh, the old notes here. Mm-hmm. So in our next clip, we've got an out-of-this-world segment from our good friend Ted Marr. All right. And uh, do you remember those reptilians he was talking about a few weeks ago? Oh, yeah, the lizards. The lizard yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, in this clip, he talks about how it's not necess- they're They're split off into factions. What? There's there's more than just the reptilians that we have to worry yeah, about. Let's, yeah, let's hear yeah. it. And, and um, one of the problems with the reptilians is that they they look at humanity as a resource base and they look at both our natural resources they like they like our gold and rare earth minerals and they also like our dna as, as well because one of their clone species called the grays is, is suffering from a disease called progenesis in which they're slowly dying they they have a um if, if they they don't reproduce themselves naturally like we do they instead copy themselves they clone themselves over and over and over again and one of the problems when you when you have a species like that that engages in cloning constantly is that their dna breaks down well they've they they started um Thanks to this illegal agreement that uh, President Eisenhower signed with the reptilians in 1954, they have since that time started on the hybridization program between the gray reptilians, um, the, the grays, and our Earth species. My, my, in head order is, to my head is hurting, Ted. I, this is so much. I love that guy. You know, He's, I'm starting to think maybe Spud is a reptilian. You know what? When he was talking point. about that, all the characteristics of a reptilian. That explains a lot of stuff. That explains the whole control thing, yeah. right? Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll learn, have to learn how you to guys, train reptilian. Yeah, you know, I think he's feeding off that whole. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, I don't, I don't know if we should be talking about this right now because if he's listening, oh, that's oh, I, think he's I don't care. This, yeah, he's gonna have us. I'm the executive kind of producer. Cricket lunch meet. Oh yeah, let's, yeah. let's meet Both. outside of the studio after the show. Oh, I think All that's right. a good idea. We'll do, let's go back to the music again. It's a distraction here. Yeah, we're gonna let's start move it along. Off. Yeah, we're going to do a question mark and the Mysterians and their tune, Smokes. And then we have the Australian band, The Chevelles, with Betty Page. Shadow inside I said, hey, what's your face looks like? 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, it's the last time, last chance. To... It's the last time. One more home run for the night. All right. All right. We'll see. So in our final clip of the night, we've got comedian Josh Blue talking to Spud about how being a comedian with special, um, with a disability, I guess you could say, can kind of help copyright your work and prevent it from being stolen and used by other comedians. I love this guy. Wow. So People need to laugh. Been good for you. All right. Um, well, you weren't, Josh, you incorporate uh, into your comedy the day-to-day issues of having cerebral palsy, correct? Yeah, and that's definitely a good thing to get out of the way early in the radio interview. Otherwise, your listeners are like, man, this guy is wasted. Well, possibly, although, yeah, my listeners could be also, and they might, they might just blow right by him. But uh, I, I got to tell you, it's pretty funny well, stuff. I am, I am wasted, but... Okay, all right, all right, that's for the record. Uh, but it's funny stuff, and I, 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 gotta, I wanted to say this. You really don't have to worry much, though, about other comics stealing your material, right? That's right, man. If, if you ever see Carlos Mencia, terrible palsy, you know where he got it from. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah. Uh, Touche. All right. Um, hey, you had a recent special. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I've seen him before. He's really funny. He's very funny. Yeah, I, I like this bit. I like that bit because it just kind of lightens things up a bit. You know, you kind of wonder where he's going to go with it. It just makes you feel all right. You know, everything's going to be all right. I like that. You know. One last go around here tonight with the uh, music. We're going to start this set off here with the zombies and their song, I Love You. And then we have Rockabilly Great, Andy Starr, and his tune, Rockin' Rolling Stone. Yes, I do, but the words won't come And I don't know what to say I should tell you, I love you, I do My words should explain, but my words won't come I shouldn't hide my love deep inside My words should explain, but my words won't come I should tell you just how I feel And I keep trying Yes, I do.
a snappy closing on your part, Lawrence. I feel lately the closing has been a little limp, lacking energy. You always want to leave the audience wanting more and end on an up note. You know, maybe that would entail Derek just keeping quiet as you sound off. No, no. I I think that would be a horrible decision. I don't think you understand how many listeners I bring to the post-show report each week. She understands. Look, look, Ms. Madsen, if you you want me to silence Derek here, 
you know, I just have my car engineer just oh, cut his on, mic, man. and it's really easy. We do no problem. Well, why don't we wait until our next staff meeting before I make a firm decision on that issue? I mean, could I at least attend a staff meeting? The interns are allowed to go. Hey, it's not an appropriate topic for an on-air discussion, Derek. <sighs> okay, well, uh, right, let's let's try this. Uh, so, I want to thank our panel for tonight, Dave on the soundboard. Great job, man. A pleasure as always, and certainly nice to be here with our esteemed producer, Miss Madsen. Well done. Nice Jeez, to have man. you as well. Nice. I thought nice. I read that well. Oh, yeah. Well, it's crisp and clean. And Mike, our engineer, it's good to have you really with us tonight, you know. Thanks and, uh, again, Lawrence. And, you know, uh, maybe I'll get back to you if we need to cut Dirk's mic on the Can next I show. Can I just put know, in maybe. a comment card no. and send it with no. you to the next staff meeting? No, no. I don't think so. <sighs> no. Oh, we got, i got to thank our two ex-college interns, Trenton and Anna, now that you guys graduated from community college. Congratulations on that. You know, we do hope you stay with the show because, you know, maybe you want to uh, get your BA online and that gives you that way you can stay in town with us. You know what I'm saying? That'd be nice. And, of course, I've got to thank our oh, executive wait. producer. The interns need to say something. Oh, uh, let's hear the interns. Uh, it's nice being back. Thanks for the welcoming home. If you want energy, I need sugar. Oh, we're going to sugar time. Well, Ms. Madsen, Lori Madsen, our executive producer, thank you for training us all on tonight's episode. Really appreciate that. You're welcome. You know, you know I, I tell you what, I know I have learned a great deal, and I feel that I am better equipped to handle my host responsibilities now. Yeah. So we're out of time, everybody, but... We're going to leave everybody with uh, a few moments of this little ditty here. This is by the Roland Trio. Das ist Music. Good night, everybody. Yes, good night. Das ist Musik. Bumba, 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 schlägt die Pauke Kraft. Dupta, 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 kommt das Benjo nach. Diese Melodie verfolgt mich Tag und Nacht. Das ist Musik, ja, sogar das Fräulein Dilli nebenan. Hört's begeistert an, wenn ich schon am Morgen singe. Dupta, 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 wie das Saxophon. Da, di, da, di, da, wie das Akkordeon. Nachts im Traum bin ich schon davon aufgewacht. Das ist
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deere. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and listening yeah, to me. Thank you. Quiet, Thank you so Eric, much. Quiet.